that brother read. Let's go to two places in our Bibles tonight, uh, Ephesians chapter number 5 and 1 Corinthians chapter number 13, Ephesians 5 and then 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. I want to preach a, a message tonight, this afternoon, just entitled, uh, Five Ways to Love Your Church. So I love my church Sunday, and, and uh, I was thinking earlier today about, uh, about love, you know, uh, in general because of the day, and uh, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 13 uh, comes to mind. If you, uh, you know, want to know uh, how uh, we are supposed to love, what love is, uh, that's a great chapter, and it's why we're going to find ourselves there here in a minute. But we're going to start in Ephesians uh, in chapter number 5. Um, we, uh, loving is a difficult concept. Um, I remember as uh, a teenager, uh, so uh, Amy and I, uh, uh, teenagers, plug your ears, uh, we've been together since we are 15 and 14. And uh, most of you know that, uh, but before I was 15 and she was 14, uh, there were uh, there were other girls that uh, were uh, I was interested in, uh, and several of them. Uh, I, I probably told them I love you uh, on the telephone, and uh, we would call that refer to that at least as older people as puppy love. Uh, you know, uh, if my parents had heard me say I love you on the phone, uh, they would be thinking he has no idea. Um, what love is. Uh, and even in context with that, my parents uh, divorced and uh, they struggled with their entire marriage. I don't believe they understood uh, what love is. And, uh, and uh, we know scripturally love is action, right? Uh, we look at, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Love is an action word. It's not necessarily uh, an emotional word, but, we, uh, but uh, in all fairness, uh, it's part of it. Uh, when, uh, you know, my wife, Amy, and I, uh, I would see her at school uh, as a uh, uh, teenager, and I thought, boy, she would make somebody a, a great wife one day. Didn't think she would be my wife. I just thought she would make somebody a, good, a great wife, and uh, she is pretty and, uh, and, and godly and, and faithful to church and, and all that. So uh, I'm married up, and I'm, and I'm blessed, and I'm thankful uh, for, for that in, in my life. Uh, but uh, but it, that whole uh, our whole life um, began with uh, with not a, a love commitment, uh, but the the uh, other I guess definitions of love. Scripture look at there was uh, attraction and other types of things. I'm not setting aside all that as part of it, uh, but when it comes down, love is action. Love is commitment. Love is doing. It's not just feeling. Right. So I'm saying all that as part of this introduction is uh, I'm just going on the assumption uh, that, uh, that people in general uh, don't really fully understand a biblical godly love as we find in Scripture. Uh, I counsel people all the time, husbands that just don't know how to love their wives uh, and, and vice versa, wives that don't know how to love their husbands, parents that don't know how to love their children. Uh, or children that don't know how to love their parents. Because we've, we've equated uh, love as feeling, so people are falling out of love with each other. Uh, they are, you know, saying things like, I don't love you anymore. But the truth of the matter is that our love is just either, uh, it's transferred to something else or someone else. We talk a little bit about that uh, at this year's uh, couples retreat. Uh, so the analogy in Bible to, the, to, for us to understand what love is, is Christ's love for the church. 
or His love for us. We love Him because He first loved us. And so what is the, what is the Bible word? I guess it's in our English is love, but the Greek word for sacrificial love. Does everybody know what that is? Agape. Agape love. It's unconditional sacrificial love. That's the example that Christ, He gave Himself uh, even though uh, we, God commendeth his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He loved us when we were unlovable. We were at enmity with God, the enemy of Christ, and he loved us anyways. Uh, he made us and he loved us. So he loves, his love for us is unconditional. Doesn't, man how, uh, doesn't mean, you know, matter how uh, harsh I am or, uh, or ugly towards him or filled with sin, God always loves us. He loves me despite me. He loves you despite you. There's nothing good in you. All of our righteousness as as filthy rags. When we talk about the love of Christ constrains me, it's not my love for him. It's his love for me that constrains me. It obliges me to love him because of his great love towards me. So I get that God loves me in the way that God, he is love and he loves me in a way uh, that, that I can't possibly reciprocate. Um, because as much as we in our Christian life try to be biblical about our love, we're fickle. Uh, our, our love is often based on things and circumstances and, uh, and whatnot. Uh, and I know that because you say, and I've said, and I've heard other people say this, uh, that I, I love them, but I don't like them. All right? Uh, what we're saying is, is like, it's not even that they really love them. Uh, it's just that they, uh, they are equating the emotion. If we're not feeling it, uh, then it's not there. And we have no way to articulate that other than what I just said. Uh, there's a, it's like, I know I'm supposed to love them, but I don't like them. Uh, and and there, are, there are people, uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, family members, whatever, uh, where you might say, I love you, uh, but there is zero evidence uh, to, the, to that fact, uh, because love is action, it's doing, all right? Is everybody with me? So, so I'm just going, um, we struggle with the concept of love, uh, and, we, and so if we can't figure out how to love our wives, or to love our husbands, or uh, children, etc., love those who are good, then how, is, how are we supposed to figure out how to love the church? Uh, you know, it's I love my church. Uh, but when we say I love my church, it's kind of like I love sushi. Uh, and, uh, you know, we would say, I lo- remember, um, maybe kids still do this, but when I was a kid, if I said, if I said I love sushi, then one of my friends would go, well, then marry it. <laughs> remember that? If you love it so much, why don't you marry it? Uh, and, uh, and that's just, uh, you, you know what I'm talking about. You're saying, that's dumb. You did it. Uh, you said it. Somebody said it to you. And uh, so we'd say, I, it's, I like it. I, uh, I, you know, I love to eat sushi or I love this restaurant or whatever. Uh, but, but you go in and have a bad experience. Or it's like, I love, you know, I love the Seahawks as long as they're playing well. Uh, and uh, other times where we would be accused of being fair weather fans or, or being on a bandwagon. Uh, we love when things are going well, and when it's not, then the love isn't as, as present, as, as tangible. Uh, so we struggle with it. So I'm just going to show you, I'm just going to tell you uh, five ways that you can love uh, your church. But let's read Ephesians 5 uh, in verse number 25. The Bible says, Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. We have the example, the analogy of I'm supposed to love my wife like Christ loved the church. 
He gave himself. It's a sacrificial agape love. That means I'm supposed to love my wife when she's unlovable. I'm supposed to love my wife uh, when uh, in sickness and health, for richer, for poorer. Uh, there's no circumstance. It's unconditional. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter if she's well or if she's sick, uh, if, uh, if, she's, uh, if she's at, uh, you know, uh, this weight or that weight. Are you following me? Uh, things change. Uh, and by the way, uh, you know, men, ladies, whatever, um, it, you just, it, everything changes. And if your love is not based upon a, a biblical love, uh, that's where, that's when uh, one guy uh, expressed it this way. Uh, I heard him one time, he said, uh, he said, I, I'm going to, I'm going to turn my 40 in for 220s. And uh, it was just a way to say as we get older, uh, and they, uh, so uh, somebody just the other day said, uh, you know, so-and-so, this preacher, and he was a, a, a widower, and, uh, and he just got, he's 86 years old, and he just got married, uh, and, uh, and uh, then I just want to say, how, how, uh, how young uh, did he go? And she was about the same age, 86 and whatever, and doing that. So I'm saying that if our love is not based on a biblical love, then, then when bodies change or when, uh, when uh, health changes, uh, things, things will disintegrate uh, and you'll know straight away that you've missed it, that you really didn't understand uh, what love was. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter number uh, 13. We could spend all day uh, on what Christ and how Christ loved the church, that he gave himself for it. Uh, our love for our spouse needs to be a sacrificial, sanctifying, satisfying uh, type of a love. Uh, it is exactly how the love of Christ is for us. And there's the whole analogy of, of the bride of Christ and, uh, and all that true love uh, is born in the heart. And that's point number one. Uh, if you're going to love your church, you need to love your church uh, with your heart. Um, I read earlier, true love is born in the heart and motivated by the gospel. When it comes to our life as a church, uh, and uh, in love from the heart, we're supposed to love God with all of our heart. Uh, we're we're to in all of our soul and all of our might. Our heart needs to be all the way in. Uh, and and there's a difference between loving from the heart uh, and not uh, something something that that you embrace with with everything that you are. Uh, you know, we can say, I love this restaurant or whatever, but it's not the same as saying, I love my wife or I love my, I love my children uh, or I love my Lord. Uh, it is, it is uh, something that's all in. It's something that, you, that, that, that consumes you. And I want you just to think about, because if we're trying to figure out what love is, I want you to think about how you felt uh, and, uh, as you were um, courting your spouse. Uh, when you pulled out all the stops, uh, where, where you opened the car door and you bought flowers and you had candlelight uh, dinners and, and all these the different things that you did uh, at the beginning when you were trying to catch her uh, that perhaps you stopped doing once you caught her. Uh, and, uh, but just how it was, I think uh, so, uh, some Disney character called it Twitter-pated. Uh, and, uh, and, and that's just really uh, the, that, that type of a, a feeling in love. It's loving with all of your heart. Look at 1 Corinthians 13. I'm just going to read down through here. I'm going to touch on a couple of them, but this is called the love chapter uh, in the Bible. Uh, and we're just, somebody just recently was preaching and, and, and touched on a couple of things in here. It says, though I speak, verse number one, uh, with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am becoming a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. 
Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, uh, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I'm nothing. In fact, uh, this is the more excellent way uh, in chapter number 12. In fact, we had a theme on that as, as a church uh, where it says there's a more excellent way, and that more excellent way is, uh, is love, in loving. Verse 3, and though I bestow my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth nothing. So here's what, this is what charity, what love does. And so if you say, well, I, you know, I love you, uh, I, you know, to your wife or to your husband, uh, is, this, is this recognizable? The uh, Bible says, uh, charity, love suffereth long. How impatient are we uh, with, our, with our spouses or with anybody? Um, love is being long-suffering. That's a virtue, by the way, that Christ wants us to have as Christians. Uh, it envieth not. Um, charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Uh, doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own, uh, is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in, the tr- in truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things, never faileth. Verse number eight. Uh, are you getting the picture? That's what God said. If you want to know what love is, that's what love is. Love isn't doing the dishes. Now, love is action, and you ought to do the dishes, uh, and you ought to help participate. But there are a lot of attributes of love that we find listed in here that I think are absent uh, our lives uh, with each other. I think we, as we say, we uh, love the brethren. Uh, do, we, uh, do we really? Uh, there are things that you, we say and things that we do that, that speak the opposite of that. So there's a list. If you want to know what love is and how love, what love does, uh, then, then spend a lot of time in 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. So here are the five things. I've already mentioned one. Love, uh, one way to love your church is to love your church with your heart. Uh, just like a husband would uh, to a wife, it's heartfelt, it's genuine, there's sincerity uh, in it. Uh, it, is, it is priority, uh, it, is, it is front of mind, it's on your, it's on your mind. You ought to love God and love His church just the same way uh, that He does. But the second one is this, you need to love the church with your mind. Love, and again, if you just need these, these uh, principles, and just apply them to your relationship. Your marriage, uh, you might get helped uh, that way. Uh, let me read this. It says, your thoughts, your mind, reveal your heart. The Bible says, uh, the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Uh, as a man thinketh in his heart, uh, so is he. So your thoughts uh, in your mind reveal your heart. Your heart determines uh, uh, your thoughts uh, is the idea. So that's the way you self-diagnose. Here's how, here's how you can tell if you're loving your church with your mind. Uh, if you're not sure, uh, this is the way. Uh, if you're not sure how much you love your church, examine your thoughts about your church. So what do you think about your church? Uh, if, uh, uh, if, if, like I meant, I used to, I'll just use sushi. Uh, and uh, I, love, I like sushi. My favorite place to eat sushi is Trappers. Can I get an amen? A couple of you have been there. Uh, and uh, if you don't like sushi, you're not saved. Uh, and uh, you, need to, you need to start enjoying that. So uh, if, uh, if somebody, somebody says, um, hey, you know, uh, I like sushi, you know, a good sushi place. Oh, do I know a good sushi place? I get all kinds of excited. You've got to go and try Trappers. You know, there's a store here, there's a store there. Hey, where do you live? Oh, there's, there's a store, uh, a restaurant right in your town. You've got to love. Uh, what's your, oh, let me tell you what my favorite one is. How many rolls can you eat? 
uh, and on and on and on. There's a few people I know in here can pack them away. Uh, and, uh, and now I can, I can if, if I am starving to death, I can, if I ate four of them, I'd have to go to the hospital. And there's people in this room uh, that do seven, eight, ten, uh, and on and on and on. And, uh, and so it is a good place. So I'll just tell you all kinds about, you know, I, I love it. It's on, my, it's, on my, it's on my mind. What you think about your church will reveal the depth of love that you have for your church. Um, so the Lord put it this way in Luke 6, 45. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. So the best practical way to examine uh, your church thought life is to review uh, your most recent thoughts connected to church. Is are your thoughts about conflict uh, and disappointment um, or not? Uh, how do you think about uh, the last thing that disappointed you at church? Um, now, here's you should never, we should never uh, ignore church problems uh, or difficulties and things like that. But letting those be the central and controlling theme of our thoughts is a huge mistake. So the idea of loving uh, the Lord, like um, uh, loving our wife, like Christ loved the church, uh, the, uh, you know, the opposite of that being true as well in how we examine and look at love. If, if you, you can't look at your relationship with your spouse and think about all the negative things that ever happened. Um, that's not how you think. You look at the good things. So, so it's like, hey, um, hey, do you know of a church? Hey, let me tell you, you're thinking about church. You're thinking about uh, the good things. You're about the fellowship or about uh, the word of God or uh, the singing or whatever the case may be, but you're not fixed in on church trouble because church trouble always exacerbates church trouble. So the wise and humble person will speak to the issues of the church while guarding his mind against being um, negatively affected by problems. So how do you love your church? You love it with all your heart, but then you love it with your mind. You have good thoughts towards it. Uh, here's, the, here's the deal. Um, uh, how many people are in here? I don't know, um, but there, as many people as in here that has brought as many hypocrites. We're terrible hypocrites. Um, we, we put on a front when we come to church. I mean, most of us at church are on our best behavior. Uh, when we're not here, uh, we may act differently uh, than what we act at church. And so, so there's a, this idea, I mean, I just want to give people uh, the benefit of the doubt. I want to love people. Uh, I just want church to be this great place and we can come and we can enjoy fellowships and we can, we can worship together. We can prefer one another and all the virtues that God wants. And that's just how I think about it. I, don't, I just don't go around all day, every day thinking about how, how terrible Bream Baptist Church is because I love it. So I think good thoughts about it. Does that have blemishes? Yeah. Um, you know, my, my, my wife loves me blemishes and all. And, uh, you know, and so uh, that's the way that I want to love the church is I'm going to overlook its flaws and overlook its faults. Uh, and not, not to say that you're going to uh, uh, ignore sin or, uh, or those types of, that's not what I'm talking about. Those things need to be dealt with. Uh, but, but having thoughts that are good thoughts. Just like you would, if you were in counseling with me uh, and, uh, and all you did was run down your spouse, I'd be like, okay, tell me something good about them. Tell me, tell me some positive things. And, and I would point that out. So that's how you can love your church. Not just talking about just giving it an offering, uh, but love your church with uh, all of your heart and uh, love your church with your mind. Uh, that would be a great, there's a, there's a process to deal with faults uh, 
uh, but making what's wrong with the church the central controlling theme is a huge mistake. Paul, in this chapter, in chapter number 13, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. That's what love does. Uh, some, sometimes, sometimes you just need to endure me, okay? Because that's what love does. Say, I love you, pastor. Then, in, you know, Sometimes you got to endure. Uh, sometimes uh, you have to just bear. Uh, and, and there's some kind of negative terminology that's in it because that's what love does. That's my, there's times where I just, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% certain that my, li- my wife does not like me. Uh, but she loves me. And so she, ever say this? She, what's the secret? Well, she puts up with me. That's not that much of a secret. Uh, I think that's pretty much the secret in every successful marriage is you endure and you put up with all the nonsense and, and whatever and, and all the ugly moments or whatever and love endures and love bears all things hopes. That's the love. So we say in love church with all of its blemishes, with all of its, all of its you know, whatever and this person and that and whatever its flaws uh, and you say, you know what? Still my church though and I love it. Uh, why don't you come with me? Let me, uh, let me, let me tell you uh, about my church. Here's another way, the third way. Uh, you can love your church with your time. You can love your church with your heart. You can love your church uh, with your mind. Uh, you can love your church with your time. Now, after Amy and I uh, began whatever, being a couple courting, um, I worked really hard at making sure I was spending every moment of time I could with her. Uh, and uh, we remember I said it was 15, 14. Uh, state of Wisconsin, uh, you can't get your driver's license till you're 16. Uh, you can get a permit, whatever. I didn't even have one of those. And I would, uh, uh, Amy at that time, uh, she lived about 20 miles away uh, from where my house was out in, the, out in the county. And I'm not riding, I mean, I love her, but I'm not riding my, at this point, I'm not riding my bike uh, 20 miles. So I would steal my mom's boyfriend's car. Uh, and, uh, and got all kind of, he'd, he'd leave it, he'd just leave it there, uh, nobody, you know, and I, so I would just take it, and I would just drive over to Miss Amy's house, uh, spend the day there, and they're stranded, and they can't get anywhere, and, and, uh, and so uh, I would just, I would figure out ways to do it, I'll, you know, I'll be there. Uh, there's times where, <clears throat> where uh, I would walk, would ride my bike, whatever, my, my point is, is that uh, I would do everything that I can to spend time with her. Uh, now I'll, my friends didn't matter as much to me. Hanging out with the guys uh, didn't matter as much with me. I wanted to spend every moment that I could with her. Why? Because I loved her. That's what love does. Love spends time. Don't tell me that you love someone and you don't want to spend time with her. So the more I was you know, falling in love with her, the more I fell for her, the more I wanted to be with her. So love and time work together that way. If you love something, you want to spend time with it. If you, if you, if you don't love it, you don't want to spend it. It's, it's simple math. Love equals time. Time equals love. Are you with me? So we struggle with the whole concept, but when you tell somebody, you tell, husband, you tell your wife, I love you, and you don't, and you don't go home to her, then, then you've got a love problem. It's, I've, just never, I've just never known a person who loved their wife that didn't want to go home to their wife. Or to their husband, are you follow me? So when we say I love my church and love equals time, and time equals love, then, then you love your church with your time. I love my church. Um, then show up. Be there. Spend time. Come. Stay. You know, uh, it, it, not just trying to rush out every time it's, it's done. Some of the best 
things that I see as a pastor in, in every church I've been in is, is when people don't want to go home. The amen is said, whatever thing, but people sit around, fellowship, and talk. They're in the parking lots or different places. They just don't want to go. Why? Because they love each other. They want to be around one another, uh, and that's part of it. And, and you can take the whole analogy with family, church family, uh, and uh, in, in, in loving, and all these things apply that to your brothers. Because the Bible says if you, if you say you love Jesus and hate your brother, the love, of, it's the love of Christ isn't in you. Your, the Bible says you're a liar if you say that. Uh, so I love, you know, I love Jesus, but I want to spend time with him. Won't read my Bible. Uh, I, love, I love my brother or my sister, but I just don't want to uh, be around. This fellowship uh, is something that uh, they don't want to do. It's just, it's just simple math. Distancing yourself from the church while saying you love the church is an is a, um, uh, antithetical statement uh, and a concept that doesn't make sense. So you, how do you love your church? You love your church with your heart. You love your church with your mind. You love your church with your time. Here's another one. Uh, turn to James one twenty two real quick. James one twenty two. This is the whole more action, I guess, side of it. Uh, you love your church with your hands. Um, James and said this in James one twenty two. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. James called uh, the word of God. James, under inspiration of God, says that we're supposed to be doers and not just hearers. A loving Christian is a doing Christian. Faith without works is dead. He says that in James chapter number two, verse number seventeen. I love my church. You love it with you love it with your hands. You love it with action, with doing, uh, being, participating uh, in, uh, in in its labors. Uh, one of the um, uh, well, I've said a couple. Of, well, I say a lot of things, <laughs> uh, but today it was standing in line and. And, uh, and I, Cameron was going through line. I said, hey, Cameron, I said, you know what I love about this meal right now? He's like, what? I said, I didn't make one thing. <laughs> and because uh, I'm just on the tail end of, of, of us doing a whole lot of cooking, right? And so it's nice to not do that and whatever. But one of the things I also, I loved, I love cooking. I love doing all that. But, I, but what I really love about it is when everybody's here doing it. And the teenagers did a great job, and they're loading up stuff and working and doing that. There's people that, uh, so that, that made, you know, made desserts or that they did this and that. There are people that, that ran, you know, uh, I'm usually like super organized, whatever. I'm like, oh, I'm like I, uh, you know, I forgot to bring my pen in uh, to cash and carry with my, my list. And I thought, oh, I'm not going to go up to the car. And sure enough, I missed like, you know, can of marinara sauce and a couple cans of this, whatever. So there's people running, hey, grab this, grab this, whatever. Everybody's doing their part and they're chipping in. They're, they're loving with their hands. And they're and they're 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 doing and they're present. So that's how you love. What can I what can I love it? Love says, what can I do for you? How can I help? Uh, it, it's it, it, if again the analogy, and I I, I don't want to keep going, but it is you know what you do at home. Uh, and you know I love you, honey, uh, but you just sitting on the couch with the remote. Uh, and they're making, making supper and doing the dishes and washing the clothes and putting the kids to bed and all that kind of stuff. If you, if you love your wife, get off the couch and help. Can I get an amen, ladies? Amen. All right. Any elbows can get thrown? Uh, that's good, too. Uh, and, uh, but love is doing. We know that. But you can say, you, can, you, you know, I love you, I love you all you want. But, but in, at some point, your wife or your husband is going to say, prove it. Show up. Do something. Be here. 
And uh, that's, how, that's how you love. You love with your hands. And the last one, uh, love uh, the church with your, with your mouth. Uh, I love the church, uh, um, you know, to love the church well is to speak of the church well. Um, Paul talked about how our mouth should build up others rather than tear people down. He says this in Ephesians 4.29, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Uh, so our tongue uh, is, is, is like a, a hammer uh, that can crush or build. Uh, it can tear down or it can build up. Uh, the church is a, is a beautiful thing that God loves. Christ died for the spirit and powers as the wife of a husband who is delicate and cherished and valuable. Uh, uh, the Bible says in 1 Peter 3, 7, Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, uh, as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Um, the, the church is a, a wonderful organism full of, um, uh, it's a body that is fitly joined together, uh, so to speak, sinfully, critically about the church, I don't believe is, is pleasing to the Lord. Uh, it is, it's, uh, it's, um, uh, it's, sometimes I'll ask people, say, how do you hear about a church? Well, somebody told me, it's word of mouth. You know, we have more people that come to church here, seriously, either they just drive by or somebody told them. Uh, over the years, we put, we put ads in Revival Fires and the Sword of the Lord. We had, I took the, the church ad, the big one, out of the, out of the Yellow Pages years and years ago because nobody looked in the Yellow Pages. We have, a, we have an internet uh, a website, and, uh, and that drives some traffic and things like that. But, you know, most people, most people still today are, are going to go to church, and they're going to go to church because of how other people are speaking about the church. It's just word of mouth. So if you love your church, if you love, if you love the Seahawks, you talk about the Seahawks. If you love sushi, you talk about sushi. If you, if you love Jesus, you talk about Jesus. If you love the church, you're going you're gonna to talk, you're going you're gonna to speak well of it, and your communication is going to be uh, positive. And, and uh, oh, you don't go to church anywhere? Let me tell you about my church. And uh, I love my church. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, what do people who don't go to church, here's what they, they say, I don't like organized religion. I don't think that it's necessary to go to church. You know, she could say, you know, you just kind of go along with it. I, you know, I, I, you know um, I just love going, like being there. I love, I love the people and, and, uh, and we just love, you know, churches love the Lord and, and that's why I'm just, I love my church. Let's talk about it. Uh, and uh, there are people that love, and again, you know, whatever, you might sell stuff, that's great. Uh, but if you talk more about stuff you're selling than you talk about Jesus, you're out of balance. Uh, and, and you can get somebody, I can get somebody so excited and worked up and talking about whatever. And, uh, you know, uh, if, it's food, if it's diets, if it's, if it's a product, or what people, they get excited about all kinds of things. Uh, but you ought to get excited about the Lord. So I love my church Sunday. We take up the offering, we do all that. Uh, but I just think it's important for us to understand really, honestly, what love is, because we all struggle with it. So how do you know that? I know. Uh, because you might be talking to me about the deficiencies that you have in loving people. So if you can't love Jesus like you ought to love Jesus or love your spouse or children or whatever, uh, if, you, if, you, uh, if you can love uh, a food uh, or a team uh, and, 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 or a, a sport or whatever, and it seems the more... You ever, have, you ever hear a spouse say this, you love, you love fishing more than you love me? 
What are, they, what are they saying? You spend more money on fishing gear. You go fishing more. You spend more time on a river. Are you following me? That's what they say. They're saying, I, I think you love fishing more than you love me for all of the effort, time, money, whatever you put in to fishing. Please put that time and effort and money into me is, that, is what they're saying. And if you do that, then that shows and proves that you love because you can say you love me uh, all you want, want to. Uh, but if you say, you know, I love you, give me a kiss, and then you're gone every day to the river. My, that was my, par- my, my parents' number one problem when I was growing up uh, was just that. Well, it's alcohol and all the things, but uh, my dad was a fishing fanatic, uh, and, and he was gone. When I was born, my dad was fishing. And, uh, and, and when, when, when he was going to give mom a break, uh, he would take me to the river and put me in the front of his waders as an infant. Uh, and you ever, you ever been fishing and step in a hole and fill those waders and almost drown? Uh, that's a dangerous thing, but that's how he's, fishing was just his thing. And it was more important to him than his family uh, and his wife. Uh, and everybody knew it. And so, so he could tell my mom all he wants, I love you. Uh, but if you love your wife... You go to the hospital when they're having a baby. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer, isn't it? And uh, and uh, but but so but that's just how people are. We have a, just a, a a messed up, warped idea of what love is. Love show love is is it's there and being there, uh, and uh, so uh, it is uh, it's vital. So five ways. Uh, with your heart, your mind, your time, your hands, your mouth, just commit yourself to loving. Uh, the Lord's church uh, today. Let's all stand.